Scars and Spikes, Sydney Hunt, Tommy Moose with you on the day after Lady United's season kicked on the end of the hands of the Columbus Crew 4-2 at Lord.com Field. Tommy is here. Tyler is off. He is away. He will be back with us next time. What? But we have a special... This isn't... Yes. I, I thought this was beardless Tyler. This is what Tyler looks like <laughs> without a beard. Apparently. <laughs> hey, guys. Apparently. <laughs> um, Henry Henry Higita is with us. How's it going, Henry? Pretty good, you know. Uh, wish we had a more positive game to talk about tonight, but uh, I am here. Uh, Tyler contacted me last night, uh, told me, you know, hey, we're calling you up from the twos. I really need you because he's going to be out on international break um, over in Germany. So I'm here. Um, yeah. So. Let's, Alemania. Uh, that was yeah. pronounced in Spanish, right? Alemania, yeah. Alemania. Right. Okay. I can't yes, say cool Tyler's... things like that. Like with that, like just like <laughs> goes off his tongue. Like I can't do that. You want me to say more? Whenever... Like yeah, yeah, I'm terrible. And then whenever a new player gets signed, I can't pronounce their name for like three quarters of the season. And then when I finally get it, they leave. <laughs> Yakimakis. I hey, I got that one right. That's how it's pronounced. <laughs> he, like he said, uh, if he if you if he scores enough, you'll know how to say his name. He scored more than enough. I know his name. Now we know how to say his yep. name. Now I still don't know. Is it Rosetto or Josetto? I don't know. He never <laughs> he never scored. We'll figure it out. Uh, scarfsandspikes.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash scarfsandspikes. If you're watching on YouTube, please like. Please subscribe. If you're listening to us after the fact, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Um, Patreon.com, I mentioned that Patreon.com slash Scarves and Spikes, $1.17 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month tiers, 7 day free trial Discord access uh, special episodes throughout the off season and all that cold stuff, so yeah Patreon.com slash Scarves and Spikes if you're so inclined to support us there um, I'm a little heartbroken guys, we were actually talking about the off season earlier than planned, well I guess not earlier than planned because you know, Atlanta United, I don't think, was ever going to make a deep run in the MLS Cup playoffs. But here we are, 4-2, lost to the Columbus Crew. Um, three goals in the first 33 minutes. Multi-Albinson has a worldie of a goal. Um, Darlington Nagby, our good friend, scoring. And yeah, third goal there, a fourth goal in the first half, or second half as well. Atlanta um, United kind of re- fights back a little bit to... Try to get back into it, but ultimately cannot, and their season comes to an end. Um, I guess let, let's start from the beginning. Um, first 33 minutes, what what happened? I mean, season's on the line, got to win. I mean, well, how, let me just how start. The way to, yeah, go for it. Well, let's just say it, the, the Five Stripe fans, 17s, they showed up. Uh, there were about 50 fans uh, in the support. Yeah, section. you were there. Yeah. You know, when they announced this best of three and you would have told me like in February that I would have gone to all three games of the first round, I would have told you, you you're nuts. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. You know, there was nobody there for the first game. Like when I say nobody, like there was like maybe two or three people up in that section. But it was on a Wednesday, you know, like nobody was was hanging out, you know, flying in for uh, on a Wednesday. Uh, but there were there were a lot of fans there. It was pretty cool. Um, we were chanting, singing before awesome. the game even started. Uh, it, it was it was a good time uh, to, to see people travel um, for it. So so the the atmosphere was high and uh, Columbus really knows how to do it. Uh, they they definitely had a lot of their supporters were loud. Uh, I think their chants are stupid. Uh, I'll just start there. But uh, <laughs> they, it's just like we're not gonna take it. But it's something. Some I, I don't know. I was get, I kept drinking way too much. I, think I, I heard it. What they I think I heard it last night. Yeah, it, it was it was just silly, but. Better team, like you said. Uh, but yeah, first 33, first 33 minutes, it was like, I drove two hours to watch this. It was... It, it, did the last... Did this yeah. whole playoff series just sum up Atlanta United throughout like the entire season in general? Kind, kind of. I mean, just a, t- a tough start. Um, some promise and then the tough end, I guess. I mean, I, I guess in some... In some ways, Pineda said it was an encouraging season. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, he said the season was encouraging. 
they did point out some things with the team that needs fixing that that we all agree need fixing but yeah i think there's some resemblance i think you know the playoffs were kind of a microcosm of the season as a whole so i kind of kind of agree with you there uh but good at home shitty on the road like that's yeah kind of that's, that's kind of how it sums up, right? Like, ton yeah. of fun at home. Like, you're like, oh, like this team could do anything. And then you go on the road and you're like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. I mean, we already knew the team's road struggles, right? I mean, it was no secret going into into this series. And we knew, you know, if Atlanta is going to make it to the next round, uh, to the semifinals, they were going to have to at least win one road game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just tough. Uh, last night I was on the watch along with uh, Sydney, and uh, it was uh, it was not uh, a lot of uh, good energy there, <laughs> to say the least. Not a yeah. lot of optimism, uh, especially after you know you go down three nil in the first half. But um, but I totally agree with with what you're saying. Like yes, it kind of is a demonstration of what this season was for Atlanta United. You know, conceding early, uh, then conceding late in the half. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, just uh, just a lot of, of things that have been reoccurring throughout this season and the last season, uh, but that hopefully, you know, an off se- uh, the offseason, a transfer window or two uh, can help this team be at least a little bit more consistent uh, at home and on the road um, because there are several things that do set this yeah. team apart from you know, the Cincinnati's or the, the mm-hmm. Orlando's of MLS at the moment. Yeah. And um, kind of going back to Pineda's comments um, after the match, you know, Felipe, he was telling Felipe, Felipe asked him a question. Um, I forget what it is exactly, but Felipe, or Pineda was saying, you know, the team isn't far off. And I feel like the fan base kind of, and so that got tweeted out, kind of pushed back, and I'm like, what is he talking about? I kind of see where he's going with it, and we'll talk about it a little bit later on. I'll just kind of provide his thoughts after the match. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of one of the talking points, what he said afterwards, but another big talking point, and we have to touch on it, is Brad Guzan. We'll touch on his comments after the match a little bit later on, but I feel like Guzan took a lot of heat. Um in the first half, and rightfully so, I feel like you know a couple of goals he could have done better on Nagby. Certainly, I feel like Nagby is a good hit. I mean, it wasn't the best in the world, but I feel like he could have done a little bit better on that. Adam From outside the box and, and not very fast. I, I think yeah. he could have definitely gotten to it. Uh, there are, I, I think, there are a few keepers in MLS that could have gotten to it. Uh, I don't personally yeah. blame him. Sorry for interrupting, by the way. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I don't personally blame him. For the second goal, that's just a, a wonder strike there from Amundsen. There's few keepers I can keep that out perfectly, you know, into the corner. I think the failure there was in closing down Amundsen so that he wouldn't get that shot off, or that at least, like, if he did get the shot off, it'd be deflected or something. But you know, it's it's just that's just one of the the just a, an amazing goal, and all credit to him for, yeah. for that. And then you know the the third one. Uh, I believe that was uh, Matan, I believe. Yeah, Alex Matan, yeah. Alex Matan, it was just, you know, uh, he, he had space in the box, and he and he took a shot. And that's the thing with Atlanta United. A, a, the figure that people like to throw around is the low save percentage. You know, Atlanta United, uh, Brad Guzan has the lowest or second lowest or whatever it is, save percentage in MLS. But you also got to realize they have – you know, Atlanta United has conceded some very high XG shots uh, where, you know, the the XG on the shot is is pretty freaking high. And Uh like at some point you've got to, you got to kind of say, you know, okay, are these goals really on the keeper or is it a more, you know, uh, a defensive issue, a a problem with the back line or the midfield, a, a problem, you know, stopping the opponent from having those high XG shots. I think it's a combination of the two for the most part. Um, but for goals number two and, and well, two wasn't a high XG shot. Uh, I think it was like a 0.3 XG shot, but uh, number three, number three definitely was a, was a very high XG shot. And there was no reason he should have been, he should have had that much space that close to goal, in my opinion. Yeah. And 
Pineda kind of hit on it. It's like everyone needs to be better uh, defensively. You'll try to stop goals and stuff like that. You know, you say, no, it's just not a defensive um, thing. It's not a thing with just the defenders. It's not just a thing with the goalkeeper. Not just a thing with the midfielders. You know, it's, in, it's something that all everyone needs to fix. And I can't see where he's going there with the possession thing. Uh, being strong in possession, you know, taking care of the ball, you know, not making turnovers. That's an awful turnover Miles made to get the goal ball back to Columbus and Tommy, you're shaking your head. You were there. You saw it. It's uh, stupid. Like you're like my, <laughs> my wife is not a, a huge soccer person. She's watched a lot of hockey, but it's the same thing. Get it out of the zone. Get it out of the zone. Clear it, clear mm. it. There's no icing in soccer. Just clear it. They just kept playing it back <laughs> and forth and it was going across the line of Brad, getting into Brad, then he's passing and then they're passing it back. You're playing with fire and you're going to get burned. And it was just, back and forth and then yeah you you finally you, you have a second to pass it and you pass it straight to them it was beyond frustrating um yeah you know and just the more i've watched the last five weeks it's i'm ready for the thank you miles robinson tweet i'm just ready it's, I'm, it's I'm coming ready for it. it's coming because it, it, i, I yeah. highly doubt that we're gonna see miles ever you know put on the shirt again because you already have that interest from PSV, his contract's running out, and and I think I, personally, actually, I want to get y'all's take on this. There's been a lot of of people going around, you know, social media spaces, Reddit, Twitters, kind of saying, you know, that Miles's head is already in Europe. What do you guys think about that criticism? Ah, oh, man, you know, I I I've heard that take too. Um, I Every Saturday that... on Spaces, that's an advertisement for Spaces. <laughs> Come on, Spaces, you'll hear about Miles Robinson, uh, his head being out of the game. Continue, Sidney. No, no, no but uh, I, I would think that Miles is professional enough not to mail him in. Um, I feel like part of that, all of that, is maybe just a little bit of an after effect of you know that knee surgery he had last year, his knee injury last year, and I think he's professional enough to not like ship out already when the ink hasn't been signed on the contract yet. Uh, I, I, I think he's gone. I mean, he's gone. Um, PSV, elsewhere, the Air Divisi. Yeah, I always felt like Dutch League would be probably best for his talents and Ernie Stewart is like building a American dream team or whatever <laughs> over there of ex-MLS players. Not ex-MLS players, but American players. Like It's like MLS East over there in Eindhoven. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I think if you ask Miles, he obviously will deny that his mind is in Europe already and that he is uh, kind of checked out. That being said, his form hasn't been as good as it's been. And I feel like maybe a lot of that or some of that is magnified uh, because of you know the overall struggles of the defense it's easy to pick on one person and point to one person and say okay this is bad this person screwed up and, and miles screwed up on the, um, on the nagby goal i mean let's not let's not sugarcoat it he screwed up it's a bad pass it's a poor clearance and atlanta paid the price um i don't think he I think well, I, I think yes, I think part of it part of him is thinking of it, but at the same time I think he's you know, professional enough to kinda know that okay, we still got a game to play here in America and I can't be thinking about my future in another country at this point current point of time. So my two cents. Counterpoint. Tommy. He has yes, sucked the past five, six weeks. I don't know what's going on with him. He started off so hot, right? Like he came in, you're like this guy's stronger. Like he's, he seems faster, right? Like we were. You're not allowed raising. to counterpoint, by the way. Okay. We're supposed to sorry. agree every single thing, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. This, this is what makes us go. And then we're getting yelled yes. at in here that we're an Atlanta United stand <laughs> podcast in, in the comments. No, he, he, the beginning of the year, it was just, it, it was like, wow, this guy's great. Like he's performing, you know, better than what we remember of him. Um, you know, and like he came in right away, like, I think we didn't expect him until week four or five. Like we were, those were kind of setting those expectations and he was ready in camp and he looked great. Um, and the openers and then like, 
the silly mistakes have, have happened throughout the year. Um, and then like you've seen him with different partners, Parada and then Abram. And I, I don't know if it, it, it ever really ended up working with either one of them. Um, the, the whole defensive side of the, of the ball all season, obviously when you look at the numbers and the goals against and Henry, like you said, the XG of, of, of shots that have been allowed, it, it's been a disaster. Um, they had to get through this, right? Like you, you couldn't sell them, you, you know, unfortunately, I know people are still mad that we, you know, we didn't sell them for anything, but you know, crazy things happen, whatever we had, to, we, we letting him go on a free here, but it just, it hasn't worked out. And, you know, there's been a lot of mental errors, I think with him, um, some plays where you would say like, if he was going to be one of the highest paid players in MLS, that he wouldn't be making a lot of these mistakes frequently. I think it's the right choice. I think it's the right choice for Atlanta. I'm glad that he didn't, you know, accept whatever offer was on the table. I think that we can go and and find someone else. And you know, Abram signed long term. Um, you know, Zilf puts in here. Do Miles and Abram communicate with the pitch? Does Miles know Spanish? Didn't always seem like they were on the same page um, mm. at all. And I and I also feel like even with Parada, they had some communication skills or communication breakdowns at, at points. Um, yeah, it, it was, I think, frustrating with him. And I think it's okay to uh, move on from him. And, you know, it, it's weird how the season progresses, right? Because everybody was like, please don't leave Miles. Let's sign him to a DP contract. Please, please, please. And now there's a lot of people just saying, all right, man, good luck. We appreciate everything you did for us. It's time to go. But, you know, he was obviously going to get some type of pay increase, right? Carlos Bocanegger said, there's a, a contract out there waiting for him. It was going to be some type of increase for sure. But now it's like, even with the increase of what his contract is now, I'm not sure it was worth it at that point. And thanks, Miles. Seriously, like he, if he had a great career with us, but I think it's time for everyone to so, uh, move on. So, Andrew, you asked a question. I mean, what's your response? Do you think Miles' mind was in Europe? <laughs> I mean, best it- you- Weeks. I, I, yeah. Tommy Vixie sucked over the past five weeks. Do you agree? <laughs> I guess it's the question. You don't have to say uh, sucked, but you could say like. Yeah, bad. you don't have to say sucked. <laughs> well, I, I will say that he hasn't exactly performed to the level that I think we kind of expected of him going into the season. I mean, we knew ahead of time that he was always going to be the team's best defender going into the season. And I still think he was. But, you know, I, I just feel like missing that entire you know missing a year of, of, of professional soccer almost a year of, of professional soccer with that kind of injury you know it, it takes a number on you and he's he's 26 now you know he's in his prime years um you know that that i feel like it did put him a step behind i still think he was you know he had his moments throughout the season and you know you got to give him credit for it um but as to whether I think his head's in Europe, I don't want to say that that's kind of the, you know, oh my gosh, he was horrible because he wants to be in Europe already. No, I think, does he want to be in Europe? Yes, he said that before. Um, that's his goal. And I think everyone expected him to be sold in the winter until, you know, the injury. Um, so maybe maybe he is thinking of, you know, hey, if this PSV interest or, you know, whatever other team uh, has an offer out for him. If, if that is real and that's a possibility, you know, maybe he he doesn't want to uh, necessarily jeopardize that by, you know, uh, uh, injuring himself or, 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 you know, exerting himself any further. Um, I think, you know, he put in a great effort um, throughout the season for the most part. So, and, and you know, I'm thankful for the, for the time that we got to see him here you know he, he did a he did a great job he'll always be remembered and um yeah. yeah i mean club legend yeah for sure um uh, zilf puts yeah. here do you think they are the wrong comment but he asked if, if, if he thinks uh we replace him in the winter or the summer i'm all for well, i think i think they gotta winter. i know we're not we're jumping ahead but i think they replace him now yeah they have yeah to. i mean you have to the other comment that, that Zilf made, and I think y'all touched on this a bit too, is kind of, you know, he says someone better and cheaper. Um, yeah, that's another big point because Miles, he's being paid right now, I think 
the highest that you can pay without him being a DP. And, yeah. and let's let's do. face it, Atlanta United is not going to make him a DP. They're not going to they're not going to do that. You only have three of those slots. You know, you're not you're not going to use one on a on a center back, uh, however good he is. Um, so yeah, I mean, really, his his pay ceiling he's he's at that already. If he wants something more, I mean, he's going to have to go elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I think you could definitely get someone. I don't know if, if better, um, but at least around the same level, who you can pay yeah. a little bit less, and you don't have to worry about you know them wanting DP money necessarily. Yeah. Um, so I think the big question is, and I see Dan asking Mouse saying Mouse has to be placed in January. I think the question is, you know, does they let United hang out to who they have right now? Minus Miles if they make a play for somebody in the summer. And I think it'll be foolish for them to do so. I think, yeah, they have to bring somebody in um in January. And Hector David Martinez from River. Um, on from Defensa is being floated as somebody who's hit on a Lennon United's radar. So whoever is, um, whether that's him, whether it's somebody else, maybe someone in MLS, we don't know. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. But it's kind of switching gears, kind of switching back to the match itself. Um, it I, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> no, but I feel like there was at least kind of a pulse after they went down 3-1, I mean 3-0. Um they scored um kind of late in the not kind super late in the first half. I think it was a couple minutes after Metan scored. Um Yako scoring to make it 3-1 and then Abram missing a sliding attempt that would have made it 3-2 and gosh, if he makes that guys, it, it's a whole nother match. I mean have tons of momentum. Uh, Rossi essentially killed it off in the 47th. Silva's goal was sort of window dressing. But gosh, imagine if that Abram sliding attempt goes in. The center back one where it went, it kind of curved over the over the net. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that it was hit a good the, opportunity. Uh, woodwork. Yeah. They yeah. could have. If they um, were just a little bit lucky. They could have gone to the half tied three three, and then it could have been a, a, a different game. But you know, it's it is what it is, and uh, you know, it just it just kind of sucks that it that it turned out that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you've done this all year. This was the Philadelphia game, right? Oh, like Philadelphia, we allowed three goals in you know forty five seconds, and then what happens? Then we got to go back and. We, you know, we've, we've got to just crawl ourselves back in. But, like, in the playoffs, it's very rare that you're able to do that. Playoffs are just something completely different. I don't care what team it is. It's it's rare. You know, you're up. T- Columbus was up 28-3, to right? Uh, nobody <laughs> blows a 28-3 to lead. I am so glad it's I was never, partying in Columbus because I did not watch happened. the Falcons game. Low blow, oh. man. Low blow. I, I saw the Falcons score right when the, the Atlanta United game started. I go, oh, no. Oh, no. This is just a bad day. <laughs> but, I mean, it, they, they had a response. It was just too late. And I feel like we've seen this from this team. We saw that from this team too much this season. They'll dig themselves in a hole, get themselves in a hole, and try to respond, try to claw back. But by the time they tried to, it was too late. And... That played into the match against Columbus. That the match league against Columbus. Um, I mean, you, you can't go down three 0 in a playoff game, especially on the road where you already struggled to win in the first place. What was it four wins in the last what thirty five matches or something like that away from Mercedes Benz Stadium across all competitions? I think I saw the stat. I mean, that's that's ah man, that's that's atrocious. It's hard enough to win. In MLS, I mean, not using it as a cop out, but it's hard enough to win in MLS. But when you've won, here I'll, I'll go back and pull up the numbers: three games this year away from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you won. Last year away from Mercedes-Benz, you won twice. Uh, Twenty twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> this year, yeah. This year you should have won six. You you blew you yeah. blew at least three in the last couple minutes that ended up being draws, from what I can remember. 
but I mean, this team sucked uh, at the end of game. Chicago that was comes like, to mind. Yeah. First quarter of the season. I think Mon- uh, Montreal might've been one. I don't, I think, I don't remember New York. It was one of the New York games. They blew a lead. Uh, I think it was, New York City. Uh, yep. yeah, that was one New of the York ones City away, Toronto away where you that was the other one. lost in like the last minute, basically of stoppage time uh, game at home. Uh, but that was a home game, but still, I mean, uh, I think, uh, after, after the first, after game one of the series, uh, I was on Twitter and I was like, you know, I just put out a tweet. I said, you know, man, I wonder how many times this team has given up a, a, a goal has conceded a goal in the last like three minutes or so of either half. And then Adam John actually like, uh, replied to my tweet. He's like, Hey, so, uh, 11 actually. He went and looked, and I went and checked, and yeah, I mean, uh, eleven goals this season at, in the last three minutes of either half. And I, I went and did the calculations. Those goals cost Atlanta thirteen points. To put that in perspective, to put that in perspective, with thirteen more points, Atlanta United would have finished second in the East. Wow. Well, it's it's the team being able to hold its nerve in in, in those moments because, I mean, there were some games where you just you had you had the win and you held on until the very end. And then, you you know, right before the whistle blows, right before, you know, it's it's game over and and you got those points in hand, you know, something happens. You, You concede a goal and then, you know, you're left with much less than you you wanted and you probably deserved. Wait, I mean, Adam John responded back to you yesterday? Not yesterday, uh, after game one. Okay. You know, that they brought that jerk out before the no, game No, don't call started. him a jerk. Don't call him a jerk. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Adam John. Former sorry. Player. Love you, Adam. Oh. Five sides forever. No, no, you know what? No, 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 no. <laughs> If you, if, oh, come on, you're not a five strike forever if you come out <laughs> and you, you you come out pregame for for your old team and then go shh, you know doing the whole shh thing again no 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 got caught up, fool got me caught once up adam moment. john fool me twice no 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 you know he could have been like no i'll just come to the game i'm not gonna go taunt atlanta united my old team where you know i scored maybe a goal or or a half at, at, at the time <laughs> in the career no 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 I said that with alcohol, uh, many beers in me last yesterday, and I'll say it now with only half of one in me. No, no, no. <laughs> I did not need to see. Ad- I was walking up the stairs, and I see Adam John on the TV. I thought I was in another universe. I'm like, what is this guy doing here? And then he did the sh- thing. No, no, no. So you had to bring up Adam John, Henry. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna bring him up. And this was a different situation, but oh, Atlanta, I didn't oh, intend for you I, to go on that rant, man. I didn't. I wonder that. how I wonder how crew fans felt seeing Michael Parker's hammer the spike before the last home game at Mercedes Benz. Wonder how they felt. <laughs> I bet you didn't win an MLS similar, Cup right? with that, that's what ensued right? that readiness where they're like, "Oh, they brought on Parker, so we're going to bring John." You think that's yeah. what <laughs> kind of what happened what, with the kids? The did. whole rumor that Atlanta won the 404 kid, and then Columbus was like, "No, we're going black." So you're going it is Nick. confirmed now. I, I was confirmed from the front office that that's how it went down. <laughs> wow. Well, it worked. I was told by an Atlanta United rep yesterday um, that that's all true. Well, I guess it worked. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm wearing it today. So it can't get much worse. I'm, I'm wearing it for the funeral. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I just want to apologize if anybody wanted Adam John on the show at, at some point. During this offseason, I ruined it. Um, I will. I will say this though: this this is the end of the two year cycle for these kits. We'll see a new kit in twenty twenty four. So the forest kit will never be worn again on a pitch by an Atlanta United player, and they in an official match, in an official capacity. So for those of you who aren't fans of the forest kit, there you go. They'll There's a couple in the chat already who are saying who are telling me to burn the jersey. Burn the kit. <laughs> that's that's for patrons. That's a Patreon only kind of thing. Um, let's get to Emilio's question while we're still kind of talking about the match itself. Jay Fortune kind of got forced into the starting eleven due to the Hasetto injury. Um, Hasetto, who may have played his last match in Atlanta United uniform um, uh, this past Tuesday, but 
Amelia asking about our thoughts on Fortune comments very mixed. I mean, I thought he was okay. I thought, and we've talked about Jay before. I mean, he's still young. He still has a lot of room to grow. Um, I think he was okay. And I think that in that situation, who else are you going to start? Are you going to start Sadich, who has barely played? Are you going to start Sosa, who's pretty much not in Pineda's plans? You're not going to start Ozzy Alonso. Certainly not. Who are you going to start at that spot? I think Jay did. Jay was good. I mean, he wasn't great. He wasn't like an 8.0, 9.0 or anything like that, but he was good. Um, not many complaints for him. Or, yeah, not many complaints with him. You know, some moments where, you know, he did. He wasn't the quality of player that LA United needed to be for him and that need, need to be for them at that moment. But, yeah, I he did okay. That's just my two cents. I feel like um, it gets kind of blown out of proportion, a player's performance, a lack thereof, and a loss. Um, so I feel like that's part of the reason why some people aren't weren't too high on him. But I, mean, I, I, I didn't have to make complaints with him, personally. He was okay. Um, the, yeah. whole midfield, the whole midfield uh, of how it was handled throughout this entire season is just very odd to me. Sadich was just continuously playing, you know, basically played Nozetu out of the out of the position for a long time. And then he was, you know, taken to the land of, you know, useless toys and never played. And then and then the same thing with Sosa. Like Sosa just disappeared and you never saw him again. And you know, I guess you call it you were Marcelino Moreno, right? I guess that's is that a is that a verb? Because that's what I, happened I was last just year. thinking that like I'm just thinking because that that's two seasons in a row where you had some random players that basically like, and Moreno wasn't terrible, right? Like he, he wasn't a, a terrible player. I mean, obviously he didn't really fit what they were trying to do at times, but like he didn't see any time at all at the end of the year until like the last game in the half or whatever. Like they, he finally saw a couple of minutes at the end, but it was super weird on how that was handled. And I feel like Sadage and, and Sosa were the, were the same way. I mean, Sosa more because I mean, like he wasn't even, you know, uh, on the bench basically to, to even come in. So at times it was just, it, it was, it's weird. Is that a, is that a Pineda thing? Um, is it just a coincidence two years in a row that these players have just been taken out of the lineup? Like, what are you doing with that? I, I feel I, like, the, yeah. sorry. Uh, no, I, go I, for it. Sorry. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's a thing of you have a limited amount of players that you can put on that bench and you need to pick the ones that, as a coach, you think are going to, you know, have the best impact for you in, in any given situation. And in that game, I mean, you know, what were your options in midfield? Sosa, Alonzo, Sadich. I would have, I mean, I think Jay did the best he could of a pretty crappy situation. Um, you know, being, it's never great when you're being thrown against arguably one of the best midfields in the league. Uh, Aiden Morris and Darlington Nagby are quite the pairing. Um, and, you know, it's just, you know, the battle was won and lost in, in, in midfield right there. Um, you know, the, the pressing, it started there. Just Atlanta couldn't adapt to it. Uh, and, and frequently trying to play out from the back, that's what really doomed Atlanta, uh, I think. And, and, you know, that, that's how Atlanta plays, and I get that they, they, you know, they want to play their game, but you have to adapt, man. You, you, you have to, uh, you know, be able to realize this isn't working. They are pinning us back. They are, you know, uh, causing us all sorts of issues, and a lot of it starts in the midfield. You do have Tristan Miyamba. Miyamba's a great player, phenomenal, a monster in game two. Props to him for that. Mayimba can't do it alone. Uh, and, and, and Jay, you know, he's, he's, he's great and all, but he's not a Mayimba. You got to face it. Uh, he's still very raw. Um, he's still yeah. got a lot of developing to, to, to go. Um, but I, you know, some positives, I will give him credit. I did see him, you know, he had a lot of energy. He was running around. He got a, a few good recoveries. Uh, his pressing was, was pretty, pretty all right. Um, you know, I, I have to give him credit for that. And, and it was a playoff game, not an easy game to come into 
when you're not a regular starter for this team. It was his you know, first season with Atlanta United, and he, he had to start in the biggest match of the season. So props to him for that. He deserves a lot of credit for that. And, you know, I can't wait to see what he can do next season. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with both of you on Fortune. And he said, Henry, he's kind of thrown into a situation where it was unfamiliar, a bit unfamiliar. Granted, he started match one, um, but overall, it's a bit of an unfamiliar position to have him start. And again, I mean, it's kind of forced into it because of the Hasetu injury. Hasetu didn't even travel with the team. I mean, he wasn't even in the in the team at all. But you know, Fortune yeah, did his job. Did his job. Um, yeah, he just had three starts for the team in 2023. And I believe that doesn't count playoffs. But yeah, he, he rarely started. But in the time that he played, I mean, he showed promise uh, throughout the season. So uh, that's a player that will be, could be, and I think we've talked about this before, could be one of those players that can grow in prominence for Lenny United, uh, 20 years old, going to be turning 21 um, in December, December 30th, by the way. Uh, so like you said, Henry, he's raw. And... He's got to grow some, you know, both, you know, mentally and technically. I think he will. I think he will. I think he sees, still sees time with MLS Next Pro um, here and there, just to kind of getting some playing time where, that he would uh, otherwise wouldn't get. But yeah, he was, he was good. Um, just good. <laughs> I mean, you got to keep in mind, he's only, he, he's only 20. He's still yeah. got some years before he hits his prime. I think. You know, you, you've got some time to to really get him there, but I think, you know, if, if he if he keeps it up at this rate, I feel like, you know, uh, in in you know three four years, he's he's going to be in a an important player for this team potentially, or or another team if he ends up yep. you know going to some other team in MLS. Don't say that. I know, but <laughs> too you know, early for that. <laughs> you just you just you just want him to 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 do the best that he can. Because you know he's he's a great guy. I've I've talked to him a few times. He's 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 a really cool yeah. guy. Just just you know you want you want the best for him. Good good. You know I, I'm I, we talked about this in, in spaces and I can't say enough of how re- important I think it was that Atlanta United won Game Two. Now going to, to this, and I know there wouldn't be no Game Three if if you know they yeah. don't win Game Two. But you saw the promise of what this team can do, right? In a playoff game, you saw Pineda win a game. I know they didn't move on, but he won a playoff game, which is something which he hasn't really done, right? He hasn't done. Because if he would have gotten swept, you know, we were on spaces last night. People were ripping, you know, this team up at at points and ripping Brad up and um, Pineda, obviously. You saw what this team is possible. You saw Pineda win a game when it was a must must win. I don't know. I I just I can't get past that enough because I think you're you're we're in a different area at that point. I know Columbus is the better team. I, I get that, but if we would have came on last week and we would have said two losses, I think that a lot of people would have felt very different about this offseason specifically when it has to do with Pineda not the players with Pineda um you just lost to a better team on the road that's okay yeah but you won the game that you were supposed to right a lot of teams can't say that there were teams that you know that got swept right that lost at home that's that's okay but you won that game and you won it convincingly right and the fans were there fans were hot People are going to remember that game, I think, as the last home game and still have some hope for Pineda. I know there's going to be people that absolutely hate Pineda. And if you if you do, that's fine. I understand. You know, you don't want him back. But I think it's no, no, none of them. Uh, but I think that people like understanding like, hey, there, there's some promise here. He doesn't have to go um, that we could still win with him. We'll see. Um, but I, I just I, I thought about that last night. Like, it, yeah. It's important. Yeah. And it, I guess that kind of segues into what was kind of on my mind. And 
And we mentioned the quote kind of on the top, you know, Pineda saying the team isn't far off. The team isn't far away. You know, they're not very far. And I know that kind of fired some fans up because I feel like they were thinking, you know, we just lost 4-2 to the Columbus crew. We went down 3-0 um, 33 minutes into the match. And you're saying we're not very far. And I can see where the fans, especially those who want Pineda gone, are going to take the cynical viewpoint right and say, you know, he's full of crap. I mean, I don't think he is. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't a complete loss of a season. I mean, you said they won a game that he needed to win. Um, They did what they needed to do to force a game three. And there's no shame in saying that, yeah, like you were saying, Columbus is just a better team. I mean, Kutcher Hernandez, it could have won MVP. I mean, he could have been the MVP candidate, if not for the season that Lucho Acosta had, if not for the season that Tiago Almada had. By the way, Tiago Almada, a non-factor, is so disappointing, especially in the game of that magnitude, and we did get on that, but it's very disappointing from Tiago. But Kucho, a top player. Nagby, a top player. Um, Morris, when he's not on the ground, rolling around like he got shot, is a top young player in this league and could be a national team player, U.S. national team player before you know it. I think he's a U.S. international, youth international at this point. Um, I feel like Schulte in goal, probably not the best keeper, but they have a you know decent defense behind them. Uh, Matan, the veteran of the league. Um, Rossi, a veteran in the league before he went to Turkey, before he came back. But he has a, he, he's, Built the winning team with LAFC. So this was a team that was built by this front office, has a coach in Nancy that, you know, Tommy, you said they're your dark horse to win MLS Cup, I believe. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me to see them there. There's no shame in saying that Columbus was a better team. At the same time, there's, it's not out of the question to say that Atlanta United, you know, with a good transfer window, with some decent pieces, some good pieces, with some renewed players in the defense, with Miles being gone, um, a knee number six, um, and some nips and tucks here and there are a much better team than they were this season. Um, and Panetta said, you know what, the philosophy won't really change that much. You know, this is still going to be the same style of play that we had. Or the past couple of years, nothing's going to change in that regard. And I think that's a good thing. Yes, the loss is disappointing. The end of the season is disappointing, but yeah, I think he's not wrong in saying that the team's close, you know. And yes, I think he'll be back next season. Yeah, he, he doesn't go anywhere. Uh, you've got a base, right? Uh, and, and that's what we. The salary cap isn't uh, is an excuse. The, the team put themselves in this right they, they put themselves in this situation of the past couple of years so you have to understand like when we when we say salary cap it, it's not making excuse for the team i mean it's obviously the front office has screwed up over the past couple of years on on how they've built this roster and put themselves in this situation but you've got an opportunity and we'll do that in an episode probably in the next couple of weeks hopefully before they release all their you know who who's you know leaving um so we could do some predictions there but You've had these, um, you, you don't have the depth like other teams do that have some really good players that are coming in. And you're going to be able to have the opportunity to bring in other players, but like you've got kind of a base, right? You've got your striker, you got Saba long term, Miamba's here, um, you, you got both wingbacks are going to be here, right? Uh, Abram's probably going to be here. Uh, and then you've got some questions, right? But now you've got salary cap space, more salary cap space to spend. And, um, you know, you've, you're a lot of the people on your bench are U22s. Um, you're going to be able to reevaluate those positions. Uh, I mean, you know, Mascara, depending on what they want to do with U22, he had zero value, legit zero value coming into uh, coming back from this team. And look what he did to himself. He yeah. has skyrocketed himself right mm -hmm. to there. So whether Atlanta wants to keep him or, you know, move on and to free that spot up, like that's a good situation that they put themselves in here. Um, I feel 
and we said this on Spaces yesterday, like how I felt on decision day last year was there's no hope for this team for a while, right? Like Joseph was sitting there saying, go talk to them if I'm going to be back this year. All the fans were fighting whether Joseph should be started his last game. Like we were in shambles until, you know, the rumors start happening. Garth Lagerwey might be leaving. Oh, really? And he could be coming to Atlanta United. Like that was the first time we were all like, we might actually get, we might be back, right? Like we might be on the path back to to figuring things out. And now, like we're this year, we're like, yeah, we got a, a solid base. And now you got you got an analytics team, you've got a scouting team, you've got a president that knows what he's doing. Uh, they had you you've got proof of concept in this last transfer window that you brought in good players, um, and you you've shopped in different areas. You didn't just shop at you know one country. You went you went international, baby, and you went everywhere to find these different guys. <laughs> like you, you've you've got you you've done. Uh, I think it's time to trust to see what this this front office can do. Um, my only my only comment here is is that we can't be waiting to, to sign all these guys last minute. These guys need to be um, mm-hmm. at camp. You know, they, they need to be at, at the start of the year and get them together because you don't want that excuse. And people say it all the time, like you know, Pena says people got you know what they say with Etienne, like oh he was hurt during camp and that's why it was like hurting him early on in the year. Dude should have went to camp because he did nothing <laughs> the entire season, right? Like there was just nothing that he he did. So they they got to figure that out. Um, you know, get everybody in early because what Yakamakis? We were I, I know that was a whole saga, but man, we were waiting everywhere. I mean, we we were on visa watch. We were sending Henry down to <laughs> uh, the the visa uh, border. Uh, I don't know Homeland Security to get uh, Yakamakis's uh, card. You know. And I mean, it's just, it was ridiculous. Rush like, shipping, need yeah. get, right. You, you need everybody, everybody here at the beginning to do that. So rumors are already starting, right? I, I, I think we're going to be okay. I, I think Pineda's right. I think we are. And I, that was my long answer. Sorry. I'll hit mute now. And I think I'll get, hey, I'll let you jump in here in a second. I think that's the caution of firing Pineda because if you do that, you have to reset everything. Yeah. You have to look for a coach that fits your technical plan. You have to reset who you're looking at, who you're bringing in. Do they fit with the new guy? You have to maybe change your philosophy. Um, if not change your philosophy, I already said it, you know, make sure that who you bring in fits what you're looking for. Pineda wasn't brought in to be a two-year guy. He was brought to be a little bit of a more long-term guy. And I think Eleni and that is going to be the team to cut loose a manager after two years again or see a manager leave after two years again. Um, Tata left over two years. Um, the board didn't last two years. Um, Einze didn't last. This feels like two weeks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like Pineda is their guy. And if they come into 2024 and you don't see significant progress compared to the players that they bring in, I think he's gone. That's just how I see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with Pineda, you have a coach that he his his philosophy is very much one that Atlanta United has really embraced throughout its history. You know, one of of attacking, exciting attacking soccer, and and you know, the the kind of stuff that that fans pack the bends to see. You know, and I think we're getting back to those principles. Um, with this combination now of having Pineda um, and having this front office that really, you know, trusts him and gets him the players that are, you know, necessary for this kind of system that, that he runs. Um, I know, you know, people really like to, it's very easy to blame the coach after a loss. Um, but I feel like, you know, you, everything really isn't on the coach, y'all. The coach has a very, in very, in much truth, the coach has a very limited, very limited control over what happens in a game. Like, what what does a coach do in, in a game but choose a starting eleven, the subs, and then just lets the players do what what they what they need to do? He doesn't control the players. It ain't FIFA. Um, but Phil Jackson, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> but, or LA Lakers. 
But, you know, I, I think Pineda, you know, the, the players like Pineda. The players, you know, uh, you see them at the training ground. They're, they're all happy. They're, you know, they're, they're ex excited. They, they feel for the club. I, you know, one thing that really sticks with me is, is Yako's quote. You know, I, I think, I don't know if it was after the, what was it after the Cincinnati game or after the, uh, you know, after one of the games where he just said, you know, I, I eff and love this team. And, you know, that's where, you know, when you have this team with that much passion, you know, they respect the manager. Like Pineda, Pineda knows what he's doing. And, you know, people criticize, you know, he, he's, he's been here two seasons. He hasn't, uh, well, three seasons now, two and a half. Um, but look, look at what he's managed to do. In 2021, he picks up a team that was not doing great, gets them to the playoffs. They earn the most points out of anyone in MLS through the second half of the season and get themselves into a playoff spot. They don't win the, their playoff game, but they got into the playoffs a feat in and of itself. Then year two, you have basically half the team in the hospital. And, you know, it, it's just, that's just a, a freak of, of, of nature there where, you know, it, it's completely out of his control. And he had to do the best of a, of a crappy situation. And, you know, things didn't turn out well. Crap hit the fan. And, you know, you go into this year where now they are in the playoffs and, and, you know they they win a playoff game, and although yes, it wasn't it wasn't the best season that that we've seen from from Atlanta United. I think it 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 is a testament to Pineda and and you know the front office and 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 all of this just starting to 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 work. You know you're seeing the fruits of this club's labor. You know you're starting to see the bigger picture that that Garth is talking about this slow progress and. I think, you know, we're, we're not, I, I agree with him. We're not far off in, you know, from, from being that, that competitive team. And I think next season is one to, to really watch out for one that people are going to be excited for. We're, we're going to get blown up for that take. All three of us are going to oh, get blown are. up for a take. Oh, we are. And I kind of, I kind of, um, I was kind of half joking with the Phil Jackson thing. I mean, I know it's like more than that. The triangle, he had the triangle office all day. He also had Michael Jordan. He also had Scotty Pippen. He also had Prime Shaq, Prime Kobe. So I feel like there's credence to the fact that it's more so the talent you have on the field than it is your tactics or style of play. But I mean, it's true. It's true. Um, and now the question is what talent does Lagerway bring in on top of who they have, um, you know, who they have brought in over the summer? And Bruno's saying in the chat, we have Barry. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really sure we're counting Barry in that. Don't, don't say that in sorry, your time. Sorry, Bruno. Bruno, you're out. Uh, Bruno's it's been a good banned season. From, Bruno's uh, banned from our podcast. Put the uh, thank you, Bruno, uh, yeah. graphic up. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bruno. Uh, Amelia um, will uh, we'll show you uh, where where the papers and, and the, the shadow realm. Are. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we got to hit on this real quick. Um we touched on Buzan a little bit earlier, and I guess we'll kind of wrap up with this. His comments, you know, he has obviously Doug asked him in the press conference, you know, are you coming back in 2024? And as to be expected, Brandon, they answered right on. They said, you know, I have to talk to my family, got to talk to the club, um, and all of that. Fair. I didn't expect him to say yes or no in the press conference. I mean, if anything, I expected to brush it off. Um, but I mean, he didn't say yes. But he didn't say no. But he didn't say yes either. And I think I said earlier um, in the earlier episodes, like, I feel like it's 50-50 that Brad is back. Uh, if he is back, I think Joe was tweeting it. Joe Patrick was tweeting it that he comes back, but LA United brings in another number one. You know, the contract is going to be painful for 2024. It's going to be a lot of money. Tommy disagrees with the for a backup, <laughs> like paying Guzan that much money for a backup. Ugh. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> but Thanks, I mean, Joe Patrick, I, no, know, I, I get, I get what he's saying. Uh, like that'd be gross to go bring someone else right. in. Then, 
like does Brad? I don't. I don't see Brad Guzan being like, yeah, man, like you're gonna sit on the bench. Cool. I'll look mentor. It, I'll mentor him. Look at it this way, though. If you bring in a younger keeper to play under him, maybe a cup goalkeeper. Well, you're pretty much paying the same money for the combined contract, aren't you? Uh, let's say you bring somebody in, eighty, ninety, thousand, or something like that. I mean, you pretty much made the same thing you would for the two players anyway. So, but I mean, to that point, Tommy, yeah, I don't know if Brad Gazzan's going to want to be a backup. I think he'd much sooner ask for a trade to another team where he can kind of run up his career, maybe Chicago, go back home, maybe for one more year and get some, maybe a little bit of gain for him. But I don't know. I'm still saying 50 50. Bruno saying the hey is still free agent. I mean, it's possible. He can't, he can't stop a penalty <laughs> he, either. <laughs> he does. Hey, said he wants to play in MLS. Just putting it out there, but oh boy, Jesus. man! <laughs> Adam John comments. Rocco Rios Novo comments out here. MVP. Uh, Congrats to Rocco Rios Novo, by the way. By the way, for yes. uh, winning the USL championship. Last night it was last night, yeah. Last night, yeah. Stop the he wind didn't come up. He, he didn't come up short last night. Stop the yeah. penalty. So good for him, Tommy. I laugh at my, laugh at my good short joke. joke. <laughs> good joke. Ah. Um, is Thank he back? Now? Thanks, Thanks, jerk. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never coming back on this show again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henry is banned from Scars and Spikes. Yeah, <laughs> At least he didn't bring Gary up. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what do you guys think, though? Do we see Bragg is in back in 2024? I mean, he's under contract. At, unless he decides to retire, which is, is entirely a possibility. He's 39 now, which is, wow. Um, he's, he's, he's up there. Um, but I'm 39. I, I do you mean I'm up there, too? Soccer wise, <laughs> I know, I'm just <laughs> but no, I mean, I I just think you know, it's him how he feels, you know, if his body can keep up with it, you know, if he, if he feels like he can continue playing at at this level, uh, and and he stays on, I think he is still going to be you know the captain, the team's captain. He's still going to be uh, the starting goalkeeper, and if they do, I, I'm still thinking the club goes and gets what will be the potential future number one of the team. Uh, I still think, you know, Brad out of respect, they're, they're going to, to want to give him sort of that, that, that benefit of the doubt at first, at least until this, whoever this new number one is comes in and really, you know, proves that they are the better option. Um, I don't know. But ultimately I, I think, you know, if you're looking for, the Josh Cohens, the Ethan Horvats, I highly doubt that they're going to want to come into this team to sit on the bench. Um, so it, it, I'm interested to see who they're looking for, what kind of goalkeeper they're looking for. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, as in uh, Guzan, ultimately that's a choice for him. Um, he's always going to be remembered. Uh, you know, last he'd be the, one of the last remaining members of that championship team. Uh, along with Robinson, who we've already said is kind of leaving. So, um, yeah, uh, fond memories there, but I don't know. Uh, my only thought process here is, is who's the buyout? This is a different front office. No one has allegiances to Brad Guzan. Um, I, I felt like yeah. Darren Eels and, and Carlos together, um, I, I feel like they held certain players on a little bit longer than they should have, but it was because, you know, they brought him on. Garth Lager was a businessman. If he decided that he wanted to to use the buyout on him, sure. I still think it's Etienne. That's my opinion. I, I don't... It's crazy because such a highly touted free agent. and um, But it's a lot of money. And, you know, everybody was yelling at me to start the season, or, you know, midway through the season, like... Because it's just a fun topic to talk about. Who's your buyout, right? It hasn't changed for me since since you know midseason. Like, guy hasn't done anything for this team, and I don't see it getting better. And if, if you're looking to maximize your your salary cap, I, I think it has to be him. 
And if you hold on to Brad for another year, it's it's it is what it is, right? Hopefully, you build up a better defensive midfield, uh, a center back pairing that can work better together, and you you know you don't give these opportunities, um, you know, to go even the shots onto Brad, right? And just hope that things could get better. I think that's I, that, that's probably their plan here, which I would think. And again, that's if he stays. He's had two major injuries in two years. Who knows yeah. what ends up happening here? Um, it, it's it's a. Uh, a flip of a coin for me right now. I and mean, really, I think it's if it if 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 he wants to come back next year, I think that he comes back. Um, if he wants to retire, cool. I still see that he works here in the front office um, or as a coach and, and starts that path because I don't see that he would like to walk away from the game. It's just the vibes that you get from him right. is that he loves yeah. this game a lot. And I don't yeah. I can't see him just walking away from it. And if that's what he has to do, cool. Real quick, because Bruno's asking in the chat, Justin Garces in 2024 or elsewhere. Hmm. I mean, if 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 you want a succession plan there and yeah. Brad's there, um, you know, give him some opportunities and other competitions, and maybe have him do a spot one here and there, and see how he's doing, and uh, you know, see how he's doing in in practice, and you know, maybe he you give him a break, right? There's a midweek game. You know, you know, we got a Wednesday game. Let's start him. Let, let's see what see what he that, has. Yeah. Don't hate it. What do you think, Henry? Justin Garces, twenty twenty four. Yes, no. I think it'd be. I think it'd be interesting. Um, I think it'd be a good idea to at least have him on the goalkeeping roster for the first team. Um, even if you're not going to, uh, even if you're not going to count on him in like a starting capacity necessarily. Uh, I agree. Like if you have a a midweek game, you have a, you know, open cup game, uh, something like that. Um, a congested fixture schedule where you can, you know, put him in, see how he does and, you know, kind of give him a a taste of the big leagues there. Um, I think he's, he's done a great job with the twos. Um, and you know, I think he definitely deserves a shot. Um, but, but we'll see. I think, uh, Tommy, to your point earlier, I think the, first issue that this team needs to solve is not conceding so many, you know, opportunities that will turn into the, those high XG shots, not, not, not letting, uh, you know, working on that defense so, so that the opponents don't get those, uh, those very easy, well, not easy, but very high probability shots. Um, but yeah, I mean, Garces, uh, I'd be all for seeing him uh, with the first team. I'll throw this up there real quick. Um, Bruno in the chat, who's been very active in the chat tonight or during this episode, saying if you can picture Brad making commercials for Viagra or reverse mortgage, then you believe Guzan should be retired. What's it called? Shave Club? Just make it smooth. Make it smooth like Brad. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Uh... I think that's a good spot to end, yeah? Yeah, and you know, real quick, Sydney. Uh, I, I know I did this rant uh, yesterday on Spaces, and I was going to wait for Tyler to be here, but I've got a lot of people here live. I just want to thank everyone for hanging out with us all season, whether it was Spaces here, our watch-alongs on Patreon. I think we kind of pride ourselves in being the interactive podcast of Atlanta United, uh, and being interactive, being an interactive show. We would suck if it wasn't for all of you that listen. Right. Mm. It would just be us going back and forth. And uh, just thank you to all in, in the chat and uh, the spaces. You know, I, I when I when I ended the spaces yesterday, I looked at my wife and I was like, it's over. It's it's just over. You know, we got we, we got to wait till February now. And it was it was it was it was sad. But seriously, thank you to everyone um, all year for hanging out with us and Henry for putting up with all my bad jokes and making fun of you all year. Uh, not easy. <laughs> yeah, now and then we got to sit next to each other, so it, we uh, we we become. I'm your I'm your big brother now. To paraphrase <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> to paraphrase Kelly Clarkson, our show would suck without you. So thanks, everyone. Yeah. Really appreciate. Sure. It. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that those lyrics, but sure, I, I agree with you. I don't know how I know him. <laughs> well, we'll trust you. I don't know how I know. Him. I'm more of a Katy Perry person, so. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Hit the music. Let's go. <laughs> uh, before I do, before I do, which would echo that, echo the um, echo Tommy's message of gratitude. Um, it's not been the best season. It's not been a great season. I mean, it's been an okay season. Atlanta United did make the playoffs, but fortunately, the season is over. We're not going anywhere. We'll be back from time to time on YouTube, on Patreon. Be sure to follow us on our socials. I'm, I'm at SH Rights, Tommy, Tommy ATL96, Tyler's at ATL Pilgrim. Henry, you'll see him writing for us from time to time on our website. He's at HA Hagita. Um, but yeah, we're not going anywhere. We'll be back. We got and a lot of roster be... talk. We're going to make it fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it fun, uh, interactive. And Henry, you, you already started a, a good thing on Twitter. If, if you haven't checked out Henry, he, he started a voting thing about, you know, best players and things like that. And uh, we were planning on doing something similar. So we'll we'll uh, have to have you back. And we, we, there'll be some fun discussions on, you know, what we think the roster is going to be, what best moments were, all that fun stuff. So yeah, well, don't don't leave us. We'll still be around weekly for a little bit. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks, know, for yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. We know there are some questions about rosters. Whether X Y Z will get back next season. What about X Y Z player? We we not get to, to on this show, but we'll definitely have plenty of time. Like Tommy said, to talk about them. So definitely stay tuned. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you haven't already. And with that, now we can hit the music for the fans.com slash scarves and spikes. No, no, no. Patreon.com slash scarves and spikes. Nobody wants, <laughs> nobody wants to see feet pictures of me. <laughs> nobody wants to see feet, Tom. No. Okay, fine. No. I'll start my own I think podcast, I speak for everybody. Man. Scarves and feet. <laughs> See ya. No, feet and spikes. <laughs> feet and spikes. No, that'd be weird. Huh? Yes. Thanks, dirty feet, we'll so- dirty feet. Soccer. Scarves and spikes in okay, German. Tyler over in Munich. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. See ya.